The following has been recorded at Cairn University. Any reproduction of this recording without the express permission of the university is prohibited. Well, I didn't expect that, but thank you very much, Andrew. I appreciate that. And, uh, and let me just say thank you to you for your singing. It's just fun to hear those voices just reverberating behind as we get ready to, uh, to look into God's Word. I uh, just appreciate that engagement and uh, just the meaningfulness with so many of you uh, approach that time together. So um, let's just see what the Lord has for us. Uh, I want to speak to you, to you today. Oops. <laughs> I want to speak to you about want. And now you've already seen the next slide. Uh, want is something that is so prevalent in each one of us. We cannot escape it. Uh, and I would be curious to know if anybody has stats out there of how many times a day we want something. <clears throat> we want all the time. And where does want come from? It comes from fear. I want my mommy. Uh, it always start, or it starts from those early years. Uh, they never run to daddy. They always run to mommy. Um, Still haven't gotten over that from my kids. Uh, but, you know, there's just this fear I, that drives us to, to want comfort, to want security, want safety, uh, whether it is mommy, sometimes even here picking up the phone and talking to mom. You know, it just does something for us. Frustration. Uh, I want you to leave me alone. I'm tired of it. Uh, something's bugging us, and we want that to go away. Greed. I want more. Uh, want, want, want. And we see this all the time and uh, TV, wherever you're streaming services, if you're lucky enough to catch something without ads, uh, it's great. But otherwise, you're on Peacock and you wait for that little circle to spin around and tell you all these things that you want uh, in life. And then there's fantasy. I want world peace. I want him to like me. I want her to say yes when I ask her out. Uh, for some of us, that's a fantasy, and we need to get over it. <laughs> but there's this condition of want that's just out there. We want things. We want stuff. But unfortunately, sometimes it goes a little deeper. We want beauty. And we'll do all kinds of things to ourselves to make us seem to be beautiful for that person, for that crowd, whatever it is we want to fit in. And so uh, we strive after beauty and that want goes deep inside us, exposing a hurt that's there. We want popularity. I want to be liked by people. I want to be known. Uh, I have mentioned before I wanted to be popular, and one of the ways I did that was getting laughs at other people's expense. I had a quick tongue, uh, and I hate that to this day. But I wanted to be liked, and that was one way I could do it. Uh, it's just, it's so cheesy when you think about it, to get a laugh at somebody else's expense. And we go after it in such unhealthy ways. And lest you think that I'm preaching at you about all your wants, let me expose a want for you. I'll be back. I have mentioned that I'm a biker. Um, I'm a broken soccer player, and so I turned to road biking to keep myself in shape. 
this is my therapy, uh, my stress reduction. So this is a Fuji Grand Fondo 1.1. It is a 2013 model. I bought it in 2014 for 3,500 bucks. My wife let me have my midlife crisis. I don't have a red sports car. I have one of these. But it is carbon fiber. It's light. It has carbon fiber wheels. It has Dura-Ace shifters. Anybody here ride bikes that knows Shimano Dura-Ace? Top of the line of their mechanical stuff. And so here it is. It's amazing. It weighs without any of my other stuff. I think I've taken most everything off of it, like my saddlebag and other things. 12 and a half pounds. Unbelievably light. And so this is what I have. It's wonderful. I think I have put 16 and a half thousand miles on it in the years that I've owned it. I love it. What's wrong with it? Absolutely nothing. But you know what? There's this bike. <laughs> so this actually, this looks cooler than the one that I really want. So this is a Trek Madone. This one's only six grand. <clears throat> But Trek makes one called S-Works SL6, $14,000. It has Shimano Dura-Ace shifters, but DI2, which means they're electronic. So there's little buttons up here, and it shifts the gears just like that for you. You don't have to. So mine, you shift like this. You do those things. So what's so hard about that? I remember riding a bike, shifting on the column, and it... <laughs> you know, trying to get it smooth where it was. This is just a tap, and it's in gear. Why do I want a Trek S-Works for 14 grand? I don't know. <laughs> I tell Patty about my needs, but she considers them all wants. But there's things that cause us confusion. There is sleep. Is sleep bad? Now, I just want some credit here. There are not six pictures of Bo up here, which I could have easily done, but I took other pictures out there. Sleep, is sleep a bad thing? No, well, it depends where you are. If you're in chapel, not such a good thing. I'd appreciate you not sleeping in here. Is it a want or a need? How about rest, getting away? A want or a need? Well, it depends. It can be confusing. Food. Now, this is unhealthy to do right now because you're all getting hungry for lunch. Anybody had Giordano's pizza? <sighs> that is it. If I ever become an Israelite and God gives manna again, I want this. Uh, we need food. We want food. Well, which is it? Is it a want or is it a need? Life, circumstances of life get priorities out of whack and our wants get confused with our needs and we start operating from unhealthy drives sometimes and we need to keep those things in check. So a want or a need, which is it? We get hungry, we want food. We get tired, we want sleep. We get down, we want encouragement. No. We get hungry, we need food. We get tired, we need sleep. We get down, we need encouragement. Those are life essential things that we really need. Our 
physical body, our soul. We need those things to function, to live life. But here's where the confusion comes in. I'm really dragging. I need some coffee. No, you want some coffee. Go to bed earlier. I hear things that go on and what time they go on, and I'm like, you people are nuts. (laughs) Go to bed. Yeah, I'm going to do my homework. I just need to finish this one game, this next level. No, you want to. What you need to be doing is your homework. That's the way that it goes. But it gets so confusing. And so Andrew read a passage for us, Psalm 37, 1 through 6, that I think not only understands where we're coming from, but centers us where we need to be. And so let's take a few minutes and look at this together. Let me read it again. Fret not yourself because of evildoers. Be not envious of wrongdoers. For they shall soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noon day. And so first, from this, the first two verses, we see our condition. Our condition is comparison. Uh, We live in that realm. The world bombards us and puts us in that frame of mind to compare all the time. Do I look like that? Do I have that? Am I that healthy? You know, all those different things that come at us all the time. So often our comparisons are with external conditions, circumstances, or other people that begins the wanting process, and it looks like this. We compare. We question why. Why them, not me. We begin to believe we have a right to it. Then we think we deserve it, and we want it. And that want can be so gripping on us. It can be overpowering and it can derail us in so many ways in relationships. It can derail us financially. It can derail us spiritually because we get our eyes off of God. And so God provides a contrast. He says, trust. Don't want, trust. Would you trust me? So he says, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. So what does that look like? What does do good look like? We understand trust and do good, but what is do good? Micah 6, 8, he's shown you, O man and woman, what is good and what the Lord requires of you. And what is it? To do justice, to love kindness, to walk humbly with God. That is a great definition of doing good, those things that God spurs up within us. To be fair, to treat people with respect and love, to love kindness, to not take advantage of other people. Don't laugh at people because of the way they act, the way that they are. What does kindness look like? How do I reach out to that person? Maybe they're trying to get attention or something like that. How do you give them that healthy attention? Dwell in the land. So dwell in the land, obviously referring to Israel, for to be in the land that God gave and promised to them. Live in God's promises. Obeying is better than sacrifice. And Samuel, uh, God reveals that. To obey is better than sacrifice and to listen better than the fat of lambs. Listen and obey. 
hard to do, but that's what Israel was called to do. And we see how many times they struggled with it. They fumbled the ball so many times. But God wants us to dwell in the land, understand his promises, live by those promises, and understand there's difficulty in taking that land, but God has said, it's yours. Go do the work that I've called you to do and take the land. I've already given you the victory. You walk in obedience and you'll be there. And befriend faithfulness. Faithfulness, it's interesting that this word is here. It's a group of guys who are meeting together, trying to learn the book of James throughout this year. And right out of the gate, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. Did I do okay? Did I get an A? Good. Thank you. All right. I'm getting extra credit for next week. Uh, but this steadfastness, this hanging in there stuff is like this faithfulness. God, I want to follow you. I want to do what honors you. I want to be faithful to you. You know, I had such a struggle when I was uh, in, start, probably started late junior high through senior high and even into early college of wanting to have a girlfriend. Uh, I just wanted, I thought, figured if I had a girlfriend, everything would be fine. Uh, and I had a couple girlfriends, and, you know, for whatever reason, we broke up. Um, but even when I had a girlfriend, I liked it, but everything wasn't fine. It wasn't the miracle fix. And I got into other things, porn and those kinds of things and uh, stuff out of there. And then I meet Patty, and Patty and I got married, and we have been married uh, for 36 years now. But faithfulness, thank you. No, it's not... Faithfulness is a fight all the time. There is temptation that are out there. I have eyes. I have not good vision. I have contacts. But there's so many things that my eyes take in and I see, and there's temptation that's out there all the time. I have to follow faithfulness and say, God, you have given me, Patty. She's mine. Keep me faithful to you so that I can be faithful to her. If I start saying, Lord, help me be faithful to her, then I have my priorities out of whack. I've got to stay faithful to God first. He gives me the power and the grace to stay faithful to her. So trust in the Lord. Do good. Dwell in the land. Befriend faithfulness. This is what God's contrast is to want, want, want. He said, would you just rest in me? Would you trust me with your life uh, and let me lead you? And then there's a part that we've got to do in that. It's not just, God, I'm giving you all this stuff, now do it for me. That's wanting, and that's not right. God says, listen, let's walk this road together. I'll give you the power to walk it, but you've got to hang in there and walk it with me. You be faithful to me. You do good. You remember my promises and dwell in that land of obeying and following those promises, and I will meet you. And then the commitment that we make. We say, okay, God, I like that. Or maybe we say, God, I just don't know. I want to try that. Would you give me the heart to do that? Jared, when he was praying at the end, prayed for those that may not know Christ yet. Uh, if that's your condition, you're like, man, this letting go of everything, letting God stuff, I don't know about that. I have a hard time trusting anybody. God says, let's try. 
Let's walk together. And so delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. My mom's favorite verse. And I remember hearing that all my life uh, when I would be frustrated about something. Why can't I have that? Those kinds of things. My mom would say, delight yourself in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. And I'm like, I don't even know what that means, mom. You know? It is hard sometimes. What does that look like? The desires of your heart, what is that? I think this helps us understand. It comes from a Hebrew word that it can also mean request and petition. You know, I told you about wanting a girlfriend. That's Rick, right on the surface. I want a girlfriend. God's like, no, Rick, you don't need a girlfriend. You need to know that I made you, that you're in my image, you're loved, you're accepted, and you are eternally mine. Can you delight in that? Can you rest in that? Oh, man. I want tangible things. I want to see something I can touch. It's, it's out there, God. I don't get it. He's like, you got to work on it. It takes time. Commit your way to him. It can't just be this one and done type of thing. Are we in for the long haul? When I learn to ride this bike, and I want to get harder, uh, ride harder hills and ride faster and beat my friends and, and quit following them all up all these hills and do that. I have to commit to something. I can't just say, look at the bike I got. So I had this really nice bike, steel frame. Uh, it had carbon forks on it, specialized, Ali comp, good bike. Me thinking that I'm going to buy this bike and all of a sudden, whoa, I'm flying. No, there's a commitment to get in there and day by day after day, riding hills, feeling the pain, and then noticing, wow, something's happening here. This isn't as hard as it used to be. That's commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him. He will act. One of the greatest things about God is that he is not waiting for you to prove yourself to him. He's just waiting for you to take a small step towards him. I'm here, but in your hardness of heart, I can't go there. I've given you a will to choose what you want to. You choose to be hard. I don't go in and break that. That's your choice, but I'm right here. The moment you take one tiny step towards me, I'm all in. Commit your way to him. Trust in him. He will act, and he will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noon day. Word pictures all through the Psalms uses this light to show us this joy, this presence of being with God. I think I shared last year, uh, going through some really hard times uh, at the last school that I worked at, just really not understanding what God was doing. Uh, And a sweet lady on faculty uh, that we were just good friends, she said, Rick, I want you to look at Psalm 39, 11 and 12, 39. And we know that because it talks about you were formed in your mother's womb. I've knit you together. And it's this great passage that we know about God knowing us intimately. But in the middle of it, it says, If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light around me be night. That's just a dreary statement there. Just even the light that I see, it just gets absorbed by this darkness. What God says in that psalm is that even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as day. 
And it's this joy and it's this peace and contentment. Jesus meeting our needs. God understanding our heart and our needs. And the light breaking through in the midst of the darkness that we feel is there. And he'll bring that justice, that fairness. And we don't have to worry about why, why, why them, not me. God loves us. He knows us. He knows our needs better than we even know them ourselves. The wants that we cry out with, not the want for a bike and the want for something to eat, but some of those wants that we have that are just the tip of the iceberg of a need that's deep inside us. God says, I know that. Will you walk with me? Will you rest in my promises? Will you commit your way to me? And then let me bring that light that begins to break that need apart because you realize the fulfillment that there is within me. I challenge you as you go through and you find yourself caught up in these wants that you would ask yourself, what, what's the need underneath that? Sometimes counseling is a great thing to expose what's really underneath the surface then you know, this is what I need to give to you, God. Sometimes it's very clear. God, I don't give you the time of day. I need to start doing that. That I want to dwell in the land. I want to understand the promises. So Lord, I'm going to commit to do that. And I'm going to try this delight thing. I'm going to start just taking joy in you by spending time in your word, realizing what you've done for me, and just giving thanks for the little things. And let you grow that in me. Want or need. We know our wants. God knows our needs. He wants to meet them. Let's let him pray for us. God, thank you for the way that you meet our needs. Uh, The way that you've made us, though, Lord, you've given us a will. You've given us this freedom of life. And we get caught up in the world and we see so many things that catch our eye Uh, The comparison that is so evil sometimes that just makes us think so little of ourselves and the way that that can eat at our soul. We need you, Lord. Thank you for these words in your psalm that remind us that you're there, that we can delight in you because the joy you've given us through the cross. And I pray that we would take those little steps to begin walking with you to give you what we need to, to commit where we need to commit, that you can come in and meet the needs where we are, and that light would fill us inside and out. For your honor and your glory, Lord, we pray. Amen. Have a great day.